All right, I want to transition. I want to tell you guys a little bit about uh, the Living Generously Christmas offering, give you a report on how we did there. So if you're uh, not up to date on this, in late November, we launched a campaign to raise $20,000 over and above our normal giving. $7,000 of that would go to the CARE Fund, which we'll use to meet the needs of people right here in our church family. And then $13,000 would go to launch foreign missions through a partnership with Grace City Church in Tokyo, Japan. And I'm here to report that you all raised $22,144. So, yeah, give it up. Give it up. Um, I just got, like, the hair on my arm just, like, stood up because I think about y'all's generosity, your heart um, for the lost, your heart to care for people, and uh, it's just, I'm proud. I'm, I'm excited about this church. I want to spell out, though, what you guys have done, all right? Because of your generosity... The hope of Jesus is going to be proclaimed in Tokyo, Japan. This is a city where 95% of the population has never heard the gospel. 7,000 people commit suicide every year in one city. 5,000 people literally work themselves to death every year. And millions are afflicted by acute loneliness and despair. Tokyo is very beautiful. It's very broken. But because of y'all's generosity... The hope of Jesus is going to be proclaimed in that great city. And because of you, people right here in this room right now are going to get counseling. They're going to have meals delivered. They're going to get help with bills and groceries, with medical expenses. Sick folks are going to get help with housework and errands. New moms are going to get care packages. In 2019, Jesus is going to rescue and rejuvenate people. And whatever you gave, whether it was big or small, Jesus is going to do it through you because he's faithful. Amen? Amen. That is good news. So give it up. Give it up for that. That is awesome. I'm still talking. All right? And I'm going to be talking for a long time. So settle in. 2018, big picture. What do we think? Yay, nay, eh, meh. Give it up. Everybody, give me a hand. thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs sideways. Let me just get a quick. Oh, I got some thumbs ups. Oh, sideways, yeah. Any down? Oh, a lot of, I don't see anybody committing to a down thumb. All right, good. It's a very positive, positive vibe here. Um, all right, so yeah, mixed results, I would say. We had a good and bad, but I'm going to tell you that um, at Harbor City Church, Jesus did some rad stuff. He did some rad stuff in us. And through us, I want you to fasten your seatbelts because I'm going to go through the entire year right now. Okay? Beginning in January, we grew in our love for community at the Saturate Missions Conference, learned how to do some evangelism. We helped facilitate a portion of the We All Count Point in Time census uh, for all the homeless folks here in San Diego County. We hosted an in-house seminar on homelessness and discussed what a gospel-centered and nuanced response might be. We had an Ash Wednesday service, which began a season of learning about our spiritual pathways, which led us into Lent, leading up to Good Friday, and then an awesome Easter service. We also hosted a bunch of worship nights. We took a brief deep dive for one night only into theological boot camp. We made a difference on our block with a massive effort cleaning up this disgusting garage out here. Uh, We began a partnership with Jesus Care, serving homeless folks on the streets of downtown. We dined out for life to help fight AIDS here in San Diego. We hosted our third Love Matters Relationship Seminar, and it mattered, and it was lovely. 
And we attended the David Tarp Foundation Gala, and we helped raise money for a great cause. We graduated our second class of Vision Pathways. We joined and made a difference at the Hope for San Diego Day of Service. We served at the event Stand Down for Homeless Vets with the Veteran Village of San Diego. We hosted a number of Hello Summer Socials, which were super fun. We had our first ever Church on the Bay service where 13 people got baptized. We got crazy, and we had a midsummer Building for Discipleship giving campaign, and you gave, and we built, and now we're discipling, and we're going to give you more information on that next week. We walked with the city during AIDS Walk. Four of our leaders attended city-to-city missional training trip in New York City, the beginning of a wonderful partnership. We hosted our first-ever Women's Refresh One-Day Conference, and it was awesome. I don't know personally, but I heard. Uh, We attended our first-ever Blues and Brews Night to support local fostering and adopting families. We launched our third year of Vision Pathways with a stellar retreat. Some young adults got their discipleship on. There were four proposition parties, including one hosted by a local high school government class, attended, I hear, by the mayor of Chula Vista. And we enjoyed yet another victorious Thanksgiving Eve pie night, at which a woman named Molly Josephs actually baked a pie into a cheesecake. I have never seen that before. It was incredible. You delivered a Thanksgiving meal for the, uh, all the ladies at one of the Generate Hope houses, including a nice bouquet of flowers. Very nice touch. We partnered with our moniker co-tenants for the holiday party benefiting the David's Heart Foundation. We launched three new life groups in Coronado, Mission Hills, and North Park, not to mention our incredible partnership with Campus Outreach at Point Loma. We had classes with Grief Share, with Financial Peace University, Gospel Fluency, and the Moms Bible Study. We received 19 new members and baptized a slew of babies who didn't know any better. We made a significant, <laughs> significant donation to the campfire relief effort. We bought Bibles for every single graduate of the San Diego Rescue Mission. You donated to help offer warmth and shelter to migrants at the border. And our care team donated to the John Chickalala Memorial Fund, covered two months of monthly storage bills, $1,500 in uh, car repair bills, meals for a family whose son had a terrible diagnosis, an Uber gift card for a man who needed help, 59 sessions of counseling, gave gift cards to graduates, sent gifts to 10 new moms, and helped four members with rent, groceries, and general expenses. We raised over $22,000 for foreign missions and local care through the Christmas offering. We added two new staff, Ben and Satara, (laughs) and even managed to make it through three months of our pastor being gone. 2018 in review, uh, was it all good? No, but was ministry done? Was God faithful? Absolutely. And that is 2018 in review. Amen. All right, still talking. That was the big picture, but now what I want to do is I want to zero in on, uh, on some very special stories. I'm going to Pick up these rocks here. This is my first story. A minute ago, I mentioned the Women's Refresh Conference uh, that we hosted in October, and I want to give you uh, the story behind the story of that. There's a woman in our church named Beth Buckner, and she had a burden uh, for the women here in our church. And so she stepped out in faith, and she started putting together an event to bless them. And then a few other ladies heard about what she was doing, and they joined in her efforts. And before we knew it, they had a theme, they had a program, they had a beautiful venue and a nationally known speaker, and over 60 women came from various churches across San Diego. And we hear that it was one of the best events uh, that anybody had been to. Here's the cash value 
This is a beautiful picture of what the Lord does with the offerings of his sons and daughters. One daughter steps out in faith and wants to glorify his name and bless others, and he takes that offering and he multiplies it beyond what we could imagine. Why? Because he's faithful. Amen. Our second story, family songs. So this year, the worship team began an experiment called Family Songs. The idea was to regularly provide resources connected to the songs that we sing with the goal of helping us all meditate more deeply on the words that we use to worship God, but also equipping parents to disciple their kids using the songs that we sing. And we recently asked for feedback, and we got all sorts of good positive feedback, but we got this really special story from one family who said that their kids had actually made up hand motions to one of uh, the family songs, and they were now doing these hand motions as a family at dinner time. Not only is that super cute, I think, um, but I think it is an amazing picture of what we're trying to do with worship. See, with this family, worship had spilled over from Sunday into the rest of the week. For this family, worship had begun to shape the culture of their family. And that's just a small thing, but y'all, God regularly takes small things and he makes them deeply significant. Why? Because he's faithful. Amen? Amen. Story number three has to do with uh, the church on the bay. Some of y'all know Molly Stegmeyer. She was one of the people that got baptized at our church on the bay service in July. Here's the story behind that story. So Molly's grandpa is 99 years old. In his entire life, he's been nominally Jewish without a real faith of his own, certainly not seeking after Jesus. But over the last six or seven years, Molly has had a real burden for her grandpa. And so she has been faithfully sharing the gospel with him every chance that she gets. But she's not always with him, and so she started praying that the Lord would bring other Christians around him too. Well, about a year and a half ago, Uh, She came to live with her grandpa, and lo and behold, she finds out that some of his caregivers are believers, and they've been sharing the gospel with him all along. This answer to prayer. Now, Molly decided to get baptized, and she invited her grandpa to come with her. And so he came, and some of you all remember the production that it took to get grandpa across the grass, uh, across the sand, uh, down to the shore uh, to see his granddaughter get baptized. Well, later that week, Molly tells me, that she again shared the gospel with Grandpa. But this time, he accepted it. And he accepted Jesus as his Savior. Right. But, you can hold your applause until the end, please. <laughs> Here's the twist. Grandpa has a bit of dementia. And it's not clear if he can remember decisions that he's made. And so Molly's like, ah, like what's going on? Is he actually a believer? Is this for real? She speaks to some of his caregivers, and she discovers this isn't just a one-time thing. After years of resisting the gospel, they each describe a similar story that suddenly Grandpa repeatedly accepts the gospel. And now Molly is convinced that Grandpa has the Holy Spirit living in him because even in his dementia, every time he hears the gospel, he accepts it again. (laughs) Right? He He doesn't remember that he's already accepted it. But check it out. The Spirit testifies faithfully that Grandpa is a son of God over and over and over again. He's a new creation. 
right? That's the applause part right there. So in this man's 99th year, through the shadows of dementia, through years of resistance, the Lord Jesus reached out and rescued Grandpa because he's faithful. Amen. All right, my last story, David's Harp Foundation. We love the David's Harp Foundation. Uh, We love their mission to mentor at-risk and homeless kids here in San Diego. We love their staff. We love their heart for Jesus. We love their courage. We love their vision for a flourishing San Diego. Jesus has given us the privilege of doing a small part to support the work of David's Harp. And to tell us a little bit more about that, we've got their executive director and my friend, Brandon Stepp. Awesome. Thank you, Chad. Oh, I'm familiar to this place. I'm not as nervous this time, though. So, um, 2018 was amazing. I just wanted to take the time to briefly share some of the stuff that's happened that, that was really made possible by Harbor, Harbor City Church. And then I'm going to tell you something that didn't. Um, our kids are actually 18.1% better with their GPAs last year than they were the year before, which means kids are succeeding in school. When we first started our partnership with Harbor three years ago, we had 54 young people in the program. This year, we will break 300 youth served in this place, which is crazy. Um, We've started partnerships with juvenile justice that see young people come to this space, and um, they're being transformed. But the one thing that didn't happen this year that I'm, it kind of gets me a little emotional, is there's a young man named David that's been attending the studio for three years. Um, He commutes from Mexico and back where his mother lives in Mexico, and he's a U.S. citizen. And I got a call really late one night, about 1.30 in the morning, and David was contemplating suicide. Um, And we had a really, really brief conversation. But the good news is that David didn't commit suicide. He had somewhere to go. He had someone to reach out to because of your support and these doors being open. Music aside, success aside, he had someone to reach out to that he trusted. And that's the power of this platform. But it's the, the reason why we continue to find ways to continue to keep the doors open and why I'm so grateful that you decide to partner with us. Um, Yeah, so it's the things that don't happen sometimes that are just as powerful as what did happen. And in that case, I'm so grateful that it didn't. So, thank you. I'm almost done. Um, What a privilege. What a privilege to look back on 2018 and see how faithful God has been, to see that no matter what we were experiencing, good, bad, indifferent, the Lord was always at work. He was always at work pushing forward his kingdom, doing his good work, being gracious, and being faithful. So we made these stones that I held up as testimonies to our experience of God's faithfulness, and each of these stones is going to join the other testimonies that you see down here in the pillars of our uh, communion table. And later in the service during communion, you guys are going to have the opportunity to write your experience of God's faithfulness on a stone and add it to the communion table. And so as a family, we're going to remind each other that God has been faithful and he will continue to be faithful. But right now, Ben and Mary Beth have something very special for us.